Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff podcast for a Sunday night. Busy week, actually. I didn't talk too much this weekend. Usually, not, you and I yeah. will talk a few times during the weekend. Lot going on. Uh, let's go back. Let's get right into it. We'll tell you what we know. Uh, Thursday night we were here. We talked about what had happened earlier in the day uh, with the Dan Cilio show, and that we had reached out to the Padres, reached out to Intercom. And uh, and they were great. Yeah, Bo- both operations were great and got right after it. Dave said, kind of in code. By the time we get back here on Sunday, you may know more, and I do. I know more because part of the conversation on Thursday with Intercom was Intercom inviting me to lunch. Yeah. on Friday, and it was great. We had a really good time. And uh, in regards to Cilio and the comment. Cilio's mother died from cancer. Uh, They were not aware of that until he pointed it out. And kind of it. Can you imagine if he's lying? Because it sounded good. Yeah, I don't think think he is. Um, I I would just say this. Everybody grieves in a different way. They do. And and I'm not going to sit here and tell him that he has to grieve in a particular way. And, And... it clearly has affected his family, and, and that's his way of doing it, and, and so be it. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I pointed out to the people from the, from Intercom, I said, you have Tony Gwynn Jr. on the air. His dad died, Pete Seidler. But again, yeah, everybody grieves differently, and and my way is not better than, than Dan's or vice versa. But I, I think that does kind of, I don't know, add a little context to the story maybe. It, very interesting. Again, the, the the joke is out of line. It wasn't wasn't a funny joke. It was too, no, it was, dumb. An, it was offensive. A lot of things, unfortunately, have been offensive. To, it's a bad start. I mean, the one thing you it's can a say bad is, show. It's oh, I'm saying for a station, it's a bad start, right? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, overall, you can't think that this would be a good situation and say so we're going to hit the ground running. You kind of hit the ground, took three steps as fast as you can, and you ran into a wall. Now it's interesting you say a bad start because I've been told by a couple of people in that building that they after really slow start out of the gate they're already beating 1360 wow now i would think <laughs> as we talked about a couple of weeks ago the way it works is that uh the neosin uh, arbitron excuse me sends out what they call a ppm it's small like a pager and they send out an a tone beep that nobody can hear and your pager picks it up and then five minutes later, there's a B-tone. Yeah. And every time you're there for five minutes, the station gets a bit of a credit. Well, I, I can't imagine. I heard 15 minutes of silly. I was ready to admit <laughs> to any crime that had taken place. I wanted out of that. Um, I don't know. Maybe Rome's, maybe Rome's caught the magic. Um, I don't know Doug Gottlieb. I don't know if Ello... My guess would be it's the it's Padre baseball. It's Padre baseball makes the most amount of sense. People are extremely excited. It's the one pro team we have. It's the first month. I think it's the excitement of Padre baseball. But the intercom people are crowing, and they should be. I mean, Extra has been on the air for eleven years. Wow. Ninety-seven three has been on the air for a month, and and like I said, had a terrible start out of the gate, and they already are ahead of them, and they feel like. And and they were incredibly respectful. I felt like to to both stations. They they did not. And and really, after the month they had, that's yeah. probably the best approach they have. But they felt like that they can probably catch ten ninety two. 
But they had a very funny line. They said, look, we have a lot of respect for the guys in that building. Uh, we like them all. And they said, uh, nobody prints foam fingers saying we're number 16. <laughs> um, and they said, you know, those guys are, are doing what they're doing. We're going to do what we're going to do. And and, uh, and off we go. So I thought that was cool. But um, it's always funny to me when, Dave, when, when radio or media are like, but we we can't really say what else was so well, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. The the reason and I know you agree with me. The reason this podcast has had 500,000 downloads on SoundCloud, which I said to them are verifiable numbers, um which probably puts us over a million when you figure in iTunes Especially and the iTunes. website. Sounds like everybody who has an iPhone only listens to iTunes. Yeah, on everything else. Um we we talked a lot, but what I said was it's because of the loyalty that the audience of this show has had. Without a doubt. Um, that we are where we are today. And so I it'd be a dick move to say, Yeah, we had this meeting and we're not gonna tell you anything else. Um there's a little bit of mutual interest right there. A little bit of mutual interest. Um they're in the process of kind of putting a team together. And we'll see what happens after that. What what I said was, uh, kind of speaking on behalf of Dave and the show, uh, I think we'll have a real interest in who they hire to put their team together because if they go out and hire Dan Henning, we're going to – right? They hired Dan Henning. We're, we're, we're staying right where we are. But if they can go out and get a Bill Belichick – Shit, man, might be fun. Yeah, it would be very interesting. Um, a couple other things. I will, that, I will say this go. before you move off the radio topic. No, I'll stay it, right there okay, for a few good. minutes. When you look at the sports stations, you and I are sports fans. We mm -hmm. did sports radio in this town for for a long, long time. You know, and obviously we want to see San Diego sports do well because it makes it more interesting. Radio. We aren't that kind of city like Denver when the Broncos lose, everybody calls and has an answer to fix the yeah. problem. That's not the kind of sports fans we are in San Diego. We will support winners and do it very, very well. For 97.3, they have a huge advantage in the Padres, number one. Number two, they're on FM. Yeah. FM sounds fantastic. Who are we kidding? Three, a lot of guys don't go back to AM. I don't know anybody that says they listen to AM radio. The days have changed. I mean, it, if I owned an AM station, I would sell it as quick as I could sell a boat. I mean, which Move is, it out. Yeah. I, just, just forget about it. If you aren't doing FM, you're making a big mistake. Uh, So, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of tell you some other things that came out of that. So... What's funny is to people, and, and I say this respectfully, when people say, um, hey, you know, you guys would be a nice fit here at in the noon spot or you would be a nice fit, you know, on the night, we'll fucking dictate where we want to go. <laughs> and we've never been in that position before. We're in the position because of the impact of the podcast where we will fucking tell them where we want to go. And if they don't want it, then that's fine. Um, I'll tell you the one thing, and Dave and I had this conversation when the meeting was over, we have no interest in mornings over there. You know why? Because you're a baseball flagship station. And Dave, if you remember during our time at 1090, we were so jealous of Darren yeah. and I think Rosie was doing uh, middays at that point. Those guys had days off all the time. <laughs> Afternoon games, East Coast games. <laughs> you sound like Anthony Rizzo on radio. All of a sudden, talking yeah. days off. Yeah, All these guys were done. So I said the other day, I go, look, 
um, if if we if it gets to that point, we're we're gonna go either middays or we're going afternoons or we're not coming. And and look, they don't they might just be like, well, fuck it, we don't need you there, and, and no problem. <laughs> but we're not the fucking kid from Oliver out in front of the building holding. That's why we're done with Mike Lickenhaus. <laughs> Mike Lickenhouse is a great San Diego guy. Get but, from, yeah, I got you. But Glickenhaus never had time, even though Kaplan and Darren and the rest of those guys were beating him over the head, he could never reach out to this show to say one thing or the other. So we like him, we respect him, but we're like, well, fuck off then. <laughs> we're not going to be sitting out in front of that fucking building with our porridge bowl hoping Mike Glickenhaus gives us a call. We like him, but shit. Go, 1090 will be able to do their thing. They're going to be fine. We'll be able to do our thing. So, yeah, it's, no, it's just like no problem. But but don't send me messages and start thinking like Dave and I have to sit back and wait for the fucking 17th ranked station in town to tell us where we're going to go. If it's going to work. And, and they were great. Um, a couple other things that we talked about between this show and how it could be a fit over there. We emphasize the fact that Dave and I are, are incredibly proud of the female demographic that this show has carried. You know, I always loved that. It was always my favorite part. Yes. And then we got Vera. But no, look. <laughs> yes. Free FM. It was my favorite thing about yes. Free FM. We emphasize the fact that no other sports show that I'm aware of has the connection and appreciates the female demographic. And if we were going to go over there, they would be acknowledged. This is not fucking Me Too or anything else. It's just we're finally in a spot where we can say, hey, these are some things that we want to do. The female voices have been heard and you will be acknowledged. We are incredibly grateful for you. And I don't know why you like this show. I don't try to figure it out. (laughs) Dave doesn't know. They loved that. We talked about that I would like, Dave would like, um, people from KSON or Kixie or Sunny or 94.9. Um, we will not put producers on the air. We will not put board ops on the air, which I emphasize. We're not doing that. It's tired and it's ruining the format. But... They have a really nice camaraderie is what you continue to hear amongst the stations in there. I believe it. We know a lot of those people in all those stations. And they are really having fun in that building. We didn't have fun at Clear Channel. We had people that were great people. Um, but I don't know how many people are having fun in that building. No, it was extremely tough. You can count on one hand. Unfortunately, yeah. you can count on one hand. Yeah. And so what we said to them the other day, or what I said on, on behalf of me and Dave in the show, was... Look, we want to find a way to be on Kixie. We want to be on Sunny. We want to be on 94.9. And we want to be on KSON. And at the same, not doing like a three-hour show, but just find a way to incorporate. And I said at the same time, open door, right? We want all those people part of what we are yeah. would be building. Finding a way to incorporate them, playing games. Crank call and KSON trying to win Luke Bryan tickets for Dave. Um, <laughs> doing all kinds of different things because uh, it just would be kind of fun. And they like that a lot, too. But the main thing that we drove home was the charity aspect. And talking about this event that we are planning uh, coming up. And I'll tell you, as soon as I mentioned Lisa Ann, 
they glazed over a little bit. And I got really frustrated because it was like you you won't even give the opportunity or give the, the yeah. cause and the event the opportunity to find out. It doesn't even go, wow, that kind of piques my interest, not because I'm a fucking perv. But hang on, let me hear. Hang on. Yeah. Let me hear part two. What are you doing with the Hall of Fame porn star? Well, we're going to raise money for Bob McElroy yeah. and the Alpha Project, suicide awareness, stand up to cancer, uh, the Rancho Coastal Humane Society, and we're also going to raise money for uh, clean water. And now, when you say that, you go, "Oh, they go, wow, okay, that's good." And you said, yeah, you know, our, our initial goal was five grand. Our early calculations are we may be over five grand tonight when we figure out where we are. And what I said was, look, Dave and I aren't going to do just one event. We're going to do four events a year. That'd be fantastic. We're going to do four events a year to give back to a community that has been insanely generous to us as a show. And we need to know that you're on board. And I said... We would love to have Intercom on board for the event that we are planning, whether it's some tickets you can we can raffle off or donate. And they were fantastic about that. Um, so here's where it stands. They are putting their team together. They will put their team together. Not lineup, management team is what you're talking about. Yeah, management yeah, okay. team. They're, they're putting management together. They're really excited. I didn't get any names. I don't know what they're doing. But they were really excited about Bobby that. Valentine, new PD. Bobby Valentine is coming in. Um, and then we'll have another meeting on the 15th. Yeah. Have another meeting a week from Tuesday, which is the 15th. And uh, we'll see where we're at. And and so it was really fun. Good. I, I, I would say right now, somebody said, do you think it's 50-50? I, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um. Who asks you that if it's a coin flip? I'm not saying who by name, but I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean is it 50-50? Hey, I'm, I just told you a story, you asshole. What's this 50-50 bullshit? Because it's, it, it, there's a lot that I would just, have for, to be. Yeah, No, no. I understand what our answer is. I'm yeah. saying that the question makes me laugh, you know? Well, I think it's always people are excited um, for us. Yes. Because, you know, benefits come with it. And, and then it does. Closer to San Diego, more time with your kids, uh, different things that come with it. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would say right now if I just between you, me, and the fence post uh, and the people that listen to the yeah, show. This microphone that's in front of your face. Yeah. Yeah. This is a sincere answer right now. I would honestly put the chances that we're on that station before the end of the year yeah. at 15%. Okay. What would you put it at? It's right funny now? when you said 50-50, it made me a little nervous if, that, if your answer was 50-50. Like a lot of things have to fall in place. I can't say it enough, just like Jeff said at the very beginning. It's because of the people that listen to this podcast Absolutely. that puts us in that situation. Which well, is, and I'll tell you right now, in 20 years, we've never walked in basically having the hammer to be able to make our decision. We always were desperate to say, absolutely, we're in. Um, here's And here's the other part of that that needs to be strongly mentioned tonight. Everybody is in a money-making, right? The We've known those guys over there for a long time. This is not about friendship. It's about can we make money with you guys? We are very lucky to have Brian Curry and Alan Taylor 
and San Diego Superior Fence and Happy Plumbing behind us. Ryan Barkley's behind us at Barkley Landscape, and that's strong. But when we started putting the event together with Lisa Ann, yeah. it started just kind of as a fun thing, right? Based on the pictures from the ranch. <laughs> yes. But where it changed was when uh, Brian Curry got the ball rolling. And Brian Curry said, I'm sending you 250 bucks." We didn't know a date. Yeah. We didn't have a venue. We didn't have anything. And all of a sudden for a, a thing that Dave and I, and I said to Lisa, I said, you know what? I go, shit, if we raise 2,500 bucks, yep. we'll send everybody 500 bucks. Be great. They'll take it. Who cares? It'll be a fun night. She's like, cool. Then Alan Taylor, who is another huge part of this team, at TaylorMade Pools, says, Curry, I got your 250 and I'm raising you another 50 Here wow. comes my 300 bucks. San Diego Superior Fence says, guys, I'm in. Again, let me emphasize, we don't know a date. We don't know a venue. We yep. don't know anything. Here comes another 250 bucks, And... When you look at the Padre tickets that were donated by John Hoover, golf at Eastlake, I mean, we're over a thousand bucks sitting here tonight. Yeah. Um, without really knowing any of the details. Yeah. No, it's absolutely it's fantastic. I couldn't believe it. As as far as Daniel came down from Superior Fence, and then he he didn't even knock on the door and say, "Hey, what's going on?" I just came down from Vista. He goes, "I wanted to make from sure. Vista to yeah. Eastlake yeah. today today." And to said, say I'm in. Said I want to give you the 250 bucks. He goes, I'm in, and he it's goes, in. And, and he got it right here. I mean, it's not like the events tomorrow, but man, can't wait to jump at it. And and that's what I emphasize. Yeah. To them, I just get a text saying, "Hey, it's uh, left you something under the under the doormat." That's what happens, and, and that's what I said to them. Is I said, uh, I said we have a different relationship, and one of the reasons why I put it at 15 is. With the podcast, Dave and I, along with the guys that I just mentioned, we work together and, and as uh, as a franchise. We all work together. We're all pulling in the same direction. But I also think that any of you that have been nice enough to download this show, to tell your friends about this show, to support this show, you are another part of that franchise. And, and we, we're kind of like... Hey man, well, how does it impact you guys? Are you still going to be able to hear unfiltered talk about what's going on in San Diego? Are Dave and I going to be able to have the same working relationship with Brian and Daniel and Ryan and Blake and, and all the guys? Um, who the fuck am I missing? Okay, you went through it so fast. Let's reach out and grab my water. Oh, Alan Taylor. It. Okay, sorry. Who sent me 300 bucks for this. Yeah, yeah. good job, asshole. Yeah, no shit. Um, that whole thing. So that that's all on it. And if it doesn't work out, then we'll support those guys at 97.3 and 1090. I will not support anybody at 1360. But those two guys I'll support. There'll be no hard feelings. Oh, I, no. No, not all. They were incredibly uh, respectful of what we have built here. Yeah. And and I just said, uh, I said, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take a look and 
If it's the right deal, I'd love to go over there and do afternoons. I really would. Those studios are gorgeous. Uh, friends are there. Could be fun. But if it doesn't, no problem. One other. Can I just say one other quick so thing? So whatever you want. We're not going anywhere. Um, the other thing that that why we emphasize the female demographic and, and the female connection to this show is because of our relationship. And, and I know she doesn't listen, so it's great. But uh, we have an agent. We've never had an agent. We we always negotiated deals ourselves. We always got fucked in deals always. ourselves. Always got fucked. <laughs> and uh, thanks to LaDonna Harvey, who I will be indebted to forever. Yeah. LaDonna Harvey introduced this show to Heather Cohen and the people at the Weiss Agency. And because of my desire to stay close to my kids... We have, I feel like we have been, and, and much more me than Dave, 99% me, 1% Dave, <laughs> very neurotic as a show as far as, well, we'd like to do this, we can't, we'd like to be here, we can't, we'd here and there. Why we are so supportive and so reliant on our female demographic is because our biggest supporter is one of the top agents in the country, and that's Heather Cohen. And I had a conversation with her after this meeting the other day, because if you were here and heard the show that we did the day after President's Day, um, which was the first day out of my house, and I was absolutely demolished emotionally and just mentally. I was wrecked. And after I got off the phone with my son that night, the next two people I reached out to were Dave and to Heather. And what I said to Heather was, I'm out. We've done this for 25 years, and now I'm going to be Jack and Cade's dad. And she was unbelievable, as she's always been. And uh, <laughs> and so now we had talked about the podcast and the growth of the podcast, and maybe we take it to Podcast One. Maybe we do something with uh, Patreon. Um, she has wonderful connections with Westwood One, and that's kind of where we felt like the next step was going in the show. And um, so when this kind of came in the other day, I'm like, oh, my God, right? <laughs> now I got to call and be like, hey, um, kind of like Michael Corleone. Yeah. You think you're out, you're yeah. back in. And I called her and we had the greatest conversation for 30 minutes because a lot of our conversations, because of how busy she is, I just text and email. Do you? I do the same thing. And Dave, it was... Insane, And I said to her what I will say here. I said, from a business standpoint, we've always kind of felt like we're like Wayne Gretzky, where you're just nice. And every now and then you could use a Marty McSorley. And I said, you're our Marty McSorley, where I just know you're looking out for us. And it's just, um, she was great. That's awesome. So, uh, it, and that's the other thing. So ultimately, if Heather goes, yeah. look, this is a good deal for you guys, then we'll fucking sign. We'll go do afternoons at Intercom or middays at Intercom, wherever they want us to go. And we'll have a blast. And if she goes, you know what? I think we're fine staying the course. Then I told her. I said, look, we're going to turn this over to you. I couldn't be more lucky. Dave couldn't be more lucky to be part of your team. We have no idea why you like this show. <laughs> and uh, and that's why I just, and I said it to the people the other day. I go, Heather Cohen yeah. is, is the real deal. She's the only agent that we've ever heard of where we go, we trust her to talk on behalf of this show. Yes. Right? Yes, Wouldn't you yeah, agree with that? Call. That's a great call. So that gets you up to date. We don't hide anything. 
Um, there are plans that they would like to do for that station that I can't talk about because they involve other people and, uh, and out of respect to those people. But it could be incredibly exciting. And the nice part is they said, and we see, uh, we could, see, I should say, we could see uh, Dave and Jeff as part of that. That's fantastic. There you go. We'll see how things go. It'll be very, very interesting. But, of course, everybody will hear it here first, right? Yeah. We're going to save it for, for here. We aren't going to just tweet it out if there's something happens. Fuck that. Yeah, for fucking Leisure Bolt, that little shit. Can't believe I got that little shit. And he's like, it's Leisure Fryer. Hey, fuck you. I just changed it. You're back to Leisure Bolt. Uh, the, the other thing yes, is. I swear at you. Um, you got cussed out by an old man. Yeah, I love that guy. Love him. Um, regarding the, the charity event, I kind of think, and, uh, and, and Dave, tell me what you yeah. think, and I'll tell you where I found this from and then whatever you want to do. Cause then I feel like I'm up to date. My son and I, the other night were watching deadliest sketch. Okay. Okay. And there's a young guy that's a captain on the boat on one boat. There was an older guy on another boat. The young captain's all frustrated because he can't catch any crab. The old guy who's been around the block is telling him, you're pulling these goddamn traps up too quick. You're panicking. You're doing it too fast. You have to leave it for a period of time, and if you let it marinate for a period of time, you're going to have a much better result. And I sat there and I go, okay, so don't <laughs> worry about putting the Dave and Jeff event on in a week. Or in two weeks, August 1st is a Wednesday night this year. Okay. August 1st will be the 20th anniversary of the Dave and Jeff show. Is that correct? You sure it's not 20, 21st? Well, <laughs> 20 years ago, August 1st, 98. No, you're right, 98. You're right, I'm wrong. I apologize on that. You're right. August 1st, 98. Yes. You're so, absolutely right. It was 98. How did I fuck that up? No. A lot of things happened. My kid was born during the show this right? year. Yeah. Maybe I should remember the year. God dang it. But August 1st, 98 was the first Dave and Jeff show. That will be 20 years ago coming up August 1st. It's a Wednesday night. So, Dave, we could go August 1, August 3 is a Friday, August yeah. 4 is a Saturday. Probably August 4 would make the most sense. Yeah. But if we did it kind of along the 20th anniversary I like that idea a lot. weekend... It's going to give us an opportunity to gather some things um, for giveaways and raffles um, and some other things. Sean yeah. Walchef from Cali Comfort immediately, as he does every time, said to me, what do you need? And I said, here's the idea that Dave and I had. We would like you to sell pulled pork sandwiches. And they might just be sliders or sandwiches. Who knows? Either way, you're great. Uh, for five bucks. Sean goes, all right. He goes, I'll, I'll sell them for whatever you want. You want to do five, seven, eight? I go, nope, five bucks. Because every plate we sell will be one buck goes to every organization. He goes, yeah. I love it. I'm in. And and just one thing about Walchef right there. That is how he has been for every minute of our friendship. Yeah. What do you need? Where? I'm in. He didn't say, uh, that'll be great. We'll limit it to 15 sandwiches. <laughs> he uh, He's just the, he's just 
fucking great. And that's yes. why it's like, because I, I went to Lake Elsinore today and I was driving down and you just find yourself thankful for a lot of things because yeah. it's been a difficult year for me and Dave and you start appreciating uh, the audience, number one, uh, but Brian and the sponsors, Walchev, Heather, and, and Dave. And so, like I see, I see some of you on Twitter and I know you're upset that he still does Charger stuff. He went to grade school with John Spanos. They've known each other since seventh grade. And it's good for a family-owned business. I would just say this. If you can't get over the Charger angle with Cali Comfort and look at the fact that this guy says, I will be at your event, I will donate this food that will be incredible, we will put all the money again to clean water, to Rancho Coastal Humane Society, to stand up for cancer in the name of uh, Lou Palais, Lisa Palais, Shane Marin, Pete Seidler, and others. Um, you know, and the Bob McElroy and the Alpha Project. And God damn it, I do it every time. I go, there's five that we're doing. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're going to take care of all of them. And it, Sean, I call him. When, where, what, I'm in. And if you can't get over it, I respect that, but I'm also going to respectfully say we don't need you at the event. Maybe you can make a private donation on your own time. Go do it. But you are missing the big picture. That was my frustration almost with Intercom on Friday when they glazed over at the mention of Lisa and the porn star I'm like, I don't know if terrestrial radio still has the ability to see the big picture. Dave and I are seeing it. This audience sees it. The sponsors see it. Sean sees it. Lisa Ann sees it. And if they can't, then we're just going to shake hands and say, you guys go your way. We're going this way. Well, it's funny is she does, by the way, shows across the country on the East Coast. Doesn't seem yeah. like a lot of the West. As you're saying, are, are they mature enough to understand that we're mature enough to handle the interviews and everything else correctly and our yeah. relationship correctly? Here's the deal. You know, we, when we had her on. Suicide prevention was yeah, the one I was missing. The, the, Sorry. And, then, and that's, that, was, that was the reason why she jumped on, of course, was yeah. because of the, what, the relationship and everything. You guys know the backstory. So anyway, it's, it's funny. She is the most popular adult film star in the world. Yes. So uh, the porn industry makes about the same amount of money the NFL makes every yeah. year for everyone who says, hey, I don't ever watch it. Look, you're talking about basically Aaron Rodgers giving her time to Correct. do this charity. I mean, she's the MVP. For us. Yes. And for you. Yeah. For you, the audience. I sent her a message tonight. I go, I go. we don't even know a date. I go, I go, I got a thousand bucks from our sponsors. She wrote me back in two minutes. She's like, God, that's amazing. Yep. That's what. That's just what we're saying. Uh, and the cool thing is, like I said, um, when you explain it, you know, when Tracy uh, says, uh, my husband and I will be there, Tracy doesn't write back and go, oh, come on, that's creepy. <laughs> it's not that at all. My friend Brandy, I told you last week, who lost her, sh her, my, her brother was my best friend. She's like, I'm in. Shane's girlfriend's like, I'm in. She's coming down to do that. I'm in. Um, our our pal Larry Thomas that came out to the live podcast yeah. and said, "I lost six people to suicide." That's the big fucking picture. And if you can't get over the fact that a guy is still loyal to the chart, then I'm sorry, I don't need you. 
Yeah. Dave doesn't need you. Lisa Ann doesn't need you. The event is going to be great. It will be better if you're there. Period. But if you, uh, <laughs> I can't jerk off in the corner. No, creepo. No. The guy from Elite Security, you aren't invited. The guy that stood in that corner. He might zone. be. He might be. Get your picture taken with that guy. Yeah, don't look over. Yeah, don't shake I hands. Think you're, Just I think your you're missing taken. the big picture. How do we find that fucking lunatic? Did you get your picture oh with him? God. Oh, my God. You know what's funny? funny? I probably would if you promised if he was wearing the same outfit. I wouldn't shake hands, obviously, or high five. Good job. But can you imagine people just renting that guy to show up to the party as like, like a gag? So you just stand Keep in the him corner. going? Yeah, just stand in the corner. Do, do you think? Do you, do you Everybody's got to be famous for something, right? Unfortunately, he is. Um. So oh so God. that's what I can tell you right Poor now. parents. Yeah. Uh, Walchef is in. For Cali Comfort, here's what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to spend the next couple of months building this event. You know who we need right now? I was thinking about this driving down. Our pal Tad, Tad Ryan wrote to us and said, I've got a kick-ass 80s cover band. And he said, we're waiting for the next event. Tad, you're in, right? I mean, we want, yeah. if you can be there, if Tad's got a band, 80s cover band, fuck, man, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, so if he, right? He's going to be yeah. singing Greg Kinn songs oh, yeah. all night. <laughs> Jesus. He better be singing Jeopardy. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, Tad, if you're there, uh, I'm going to hit Trotter up for some signed copies of the Junior Book. I know my man Matt Coyle's in. And then uh, and then I'm going to start hitting up everybody, yeah. including Josh Palais, who I just hit up and said, you know what, can you get us a signed football from Nick Saban, to which his dad said, yeah, he's got one here. I'm like, no, <laughs> dick. That wasn't that was giving your that kid. Well, you were away. ready to an hour ago. But that's kind of what I, I Dave, what do you think of that? Oh, I think that'd be a big item. That's a, The 20th that's anniversary. A yeah. No, I think it's fantastic, the date and everything. But if, if, if we can come through with even that football, I think it's going to raise a lot of money. Yeah. You're talking about the greatest college coach of all time. It'd be like getting John Wooden, getting some autograph by John Wooden in basketball. Um, I, I, I think we can easily, I think we can easily get to 10 grand. I think we can easily get to 10 and, and depending on what we can get and going back to the deadliest catch yeah. theory that we're going to let this thing marinate and build it for a couple of weeks, which allows me to hit up everybody I can think of. You know, who I really want to get to is Fox sports, San Diego, and I want to get to Fox sports, San Diego because I think the experience of sitting in and and I would like somebody to have an entire Fox Sports San Diego night where they could go watch Pomeranz and Sweeney do the pregame. Yeah. Go over and meet Don and Mud. And I believe Mud and, and and Mike and Mark and Nick Davis can make this happen. And you can meet those guys, maybe see what the truck's all about and, and just kind of a Fox a Sports. One. Wouldn't that be yeah, kind of cool? Be really cool? That'd be great. But it, th these kind of things we got to kind of take, and we got to kind of build them up a little bit. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna work the phones. I don't know that you and I have ever really worked the phones in twenty years, but we're gonna work the phones a little bit and um, and get some signed baseballs from Sweeney and Trevor, Brett Boone, um, maybe some mud, of course. Um, and then we're just going to start, we're just going to start hustling, man. Old school yeah. grassroots. And if you have things you want to kick in, 
Um, that would be great. One final thing, Dave. <laughs> Chris, a guy, Chris, from Irving, Texas, sent me a great message today on Twitter. And he said, hey, it'd be great for the people outside of San Diego if we could participate because we can't go to the event. And the, Chris, you and I would just say, if you guys are listening and you're not in San Diego, the easiest thing from a book bookkeeping standpoint is just make a donation in your local community, right? Whether it's, you can go to charitywater.org yeah, if you like that. Uh, the Humane Society, Stand Up to Cancer, Suicide Prevention, those are all um, in your community. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you want to send a check anywhere in San Diego, please sell, send it to the Alpha Project in downtown. Uh, care of my friend Bob McElroy and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. But but for us, as far as bookkeeping and trying to figure out where's this money go or that money go, uh, we would just ask, make a donation in your local community and and say, hey man, yeah. I just sent x amount who cares the amount they'll they'll all take it and and we'd be really excited that you did that no yeah 100 percent right want to ask you a little bit about uh your weekend especially today when you and i last spoke a couple things one is we talked about the padres going to monterey unfortunately mm -hmm. the very first day didn't go well at all when you look at a no hitter getting thrown against them but when you look at the the whole series i want to ask you your thoughts on it and two is where you went today i think most importantly if you're a padre fan is what people want to hear yeah i didn't see a minute of the Monterey game, not at all. You didn't catch even Fridays at all. The no hitter. No. Well, okay. yeah, I did. I yeah, I watched yeah. the last out because I tweeted out. I go, if this fucking uh, Dodger team gets this last <laughs> out, I'm going to cancel the podcast. <laughs> the, the, the interesting thing is Walker Bueller, the kid we've we spoken yeah. about for a long time sure. on this show. Stud. He's about the only thing they have left. I mean, talk about the team God falling damn, apart. Man. I mean, outside of him, Bellinger and, and Chris Taylor. They're done in case people aren't aware, but Clinton Kershaw has a bicep tendon injury. That could be major God, for yeah. just his career. But it's not one talk to basically Dodger baseball. Just if you didn't catch yeah. the whole Monterey thing, I won't ask about Monterey, but I want to ask you about where you went today. So uh, I love, well, really, this year, I become a huge fan of the Lake Elsinore Storm because if you love the Padres, man, your entire future is right there. And so I followed the storm on Twitter and uh, my sons, usually I spend all days uh, the weekend with my sons, but they had a function today. And so I told them, I go, look, I, I don't want to drop you off at eight o'clock in the morning. Just go. I'll see you. I'll see you later. So I had a rare, I wouldn't call it a day off, but I had just a day away from my boys. And so the storm had to be about 10 o'clock this morning, tweeted out the lineup for today and I looked and I saw Chris Paddock was starting. And Dave, I'll never forget it. I, I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Was the time frame because we were at, yeah, it would have been two years ago. We were at uh, 1360. And I was up in uh, Monterey. I was up in Monterey and the Padres traded Fernando Rodney for Chris Paddock. And I didn't know anything about him, but I started reading up on him. Guy had an insane. Was Colin Ray part of that deal? I don't think then so. Then he got sent back. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the Cashner deal. Oh, I'm sorry. The Cashner deal. That's right. No, this was just straight Fernando Rodney for Chris Paddock. Okay. And Paddock was a single-A guy. And all of a sudden, you start looking at Paddock's numbers. He had this insane, like, 9-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're looking at the numbers he has in A-ball, and he had 
like I'm just uh, I'm just making up the numbers, but it was like 55 strikeouts to like nine walks. And you go, holy shit, pretty cool. I remember texting you or talking to you and going, yeah, I like yeah, that deal. You did. It was kind of early as they were kind of, they hadn't done the international signings yet. And they were just kind of starting this rebuild process. And you were telling me that everybody was pissed calling into the morning show. You're like, yeah. Rodney was like 38 at that time. So we started watching Paddock and Paddock, like it feels like so many pitchers went down to Tommy John surgery and it was really just demoralizing because you go, God damn it. Well, he's now worked his way back and he was pitching today at Elsinore. Yeah. And I said, shit. So uh, my buddy Scott King lives up there. I go, you want to go see Paddock today? He goes, shit, yeah, let's go. So today, uh, Luis Torrens was DHing, but he's the kid, the, the Rule 5 guy. Okay. Uh, Jorge Ona was in right. It made me laugh about uh, thinking about Harry Carey when Harry Carey would get mad at the Dominican players who were lost a ball in the yeah. sun because <laughs> uh, Jorge Ona lost a ball in the sun. But um, Buddy Reed, oh, my God, man. Buddy Reed had a play that was, I think he stole his 15th base. Yeah. Hudson Potts had a crushed a home run today, third base kid they like. And there were a couple other guys in the lineup too. Paddock, we got there right at the top of the second. And uh, he's so effortless, 93. I'm like, I'm just watching this guy. And the guy behind me said, yeah, he struck out the side in the first. So I mistakenly wrote he struck out the first five guys. He yeah. didn't. But I think um, they got him out after four. Really hot day in Elsinore, probably about 97 up there. Wow. He's coming off of Tommy John surgery. But nine, nine strikeouts in four. Two different times he struck out the side. Um, Potts, like I said, the, the home run. But Buddy Reed did something. That I don't know the last time I've seen it. Big. He's been crushing the ball up there. On first base, I think it was Jorge Ona hit okay. behind him. Hits a single, one bounce single to left. Yes, mid center, mid left field. Yeah, Buddy Reed made it to third how from close, first. Yeah, how close was the play? Just curious. I'm close. Oh wow! Like you go because yeah. usually you, if the ball's hit in front of you, you don't run. That's true. yeah. I mean, he was looking <laughs> right at it. He's looking thinking, right at what it. What the hell? And he was stole his fifteenth base. Hitting the shit out of the ball up there. And, like, I think the left fielder was just like, whoa, what? Yeah. And yeah, just head for a slide in the third. Not That's even awesome. close. Um, really fun, man. Was, but Paddock. And I think his father has now followed me on Twitter, which was kind of cool. <laughs> um, so how, let me ask you a couple of things. How far was the drive? One, how as far as you go into the game. Yeah. Two is what was the crowd like? Well, really hot. Very small crowd. Okay. Very small Get a foul crowd. ball? I did not, but um, <laughs> but a bunch of kids around did, which was funny. So that I love watching that. They really do a, a, a great thing. I, I think if you're somebody that, that is excited about the future of this team, and I, um, I'm mind-blanking on the kid uh, that they got in the Salarte trade. I want to say Edgar Oliveris, but I don't know that that name's right. I think I'm doing that yeah. wrong. Um, he played. And if you're excited about what's going on and you go, okay, well, yeah, sure, we know Tatis and Quantrill. When I was there a year ago, Eric Lauer, who pitched yep. great today, I saw Lauer pitch at Elsinore. 
The drive is a straight shot up yeah. to 15. 15 to Diamond Drive, off, left, and you're in the five bucks to park. And we got there today, and the guy goes, dude, just park VIP. Cool. VIP lot's open. Um, I think our tickets were directly behind home plate. I think they were like 12 bucks. A couple of beers, right? And yeah. a dog. And I'm like, man, this is the future of the pods right now. My buddy goes, uh, my buddy goes, God damn. He goes, uh, he goes, when I moved up here, you know who was here that we were excited about? He goes, God damn, David Newhand. <sighs> David Newhand was the f- future of the Padres. Oh, my gosh. And he goes, let's go to every game. And there's any game you can make it up here for. He lives right in Marietta. Yeah. He goes, let's go. I mean, you're uh, Morion's up there pitching. Paddock's up there pitching now. Uh, uh, Buddy Lawson's up there. I mean, these are all guys yeah. that are part of that farm system, and they're not going to be there long, man. They're they're not going to be there long. Now, the feeling is you might see Mackenzie Gore there at some point, but he's the one. He's the one that everybody wants to see. Yeah, but I, I I've always liked Paddock. Yeah. And just watching him today, you go, God, that kid is really, really fun. And you wonder, had he not had the Tommy John surgery, could he? I mean, I would, I would think he's probably at El Paso right now. But I, but just, uh, uh, my buddy was saying, you think he's pitch count? You think he's limited today? I said, she's got to be twenty months into rehab by now. I don't know, but they did. What did they cut it off at? I didn't see the pitch count, but like I said, he had nine strikeouts through yeah. four. And they were up about, I think, three to one at that yeah. point. They took them out. It was yeah. fine. Hot day. Yeah. Really hot day. I know you don't watch a lot of baseball. Yet, uh, this weekend, Ian Max Scherzer struck up 15 of the first 19. Damn. Never been done before in the history of Major League Baseball. Got a no decision. Pitch his ass off. Shit. Um, two things on uh, on the on the Padres. One is okay. Villanueva. As excited yeah. as we were, the guy was National League Rookie of the Month. He is maybe the worst third baseman I've ever seen in my life. He's so bad that you look at Hosmer, you have Grant complimenting on his footwork every time there's a throw over there, if he can yeah. make the throw. He bounced one today three times it hit the ground on a ball that was hit to third right on the line. Didn't have to dive for it and pop yeah. up. Standing right there, bounced across the diamond three times. Safe. What's his natural position? Fucking left out. I, I I don't know. The guy's a natural DH is what he is. What's interesting is, as much as we've all goofed on Chase Headley, yeah. easily the best pinch hitter in all of baseball. He comes through all the fucking time. He where, did again? Where the Padres... No, well, t- today they, they had the game won. Yeah, he came through yesterday. Here's here's the deal, though, with Headley. It was much as we've all goofed on that $13 million deal, and who knows yeah. what the Padres have to pay back. There's a team in July that's going to trade for the best pinch hitter in baseball. Headley could win a World Series ring with someone else, but he's out of the Padres. And you were ready to DFA him last week. <laughs> I, I may have been, too. All, I think that was you first that said it. No, so you funny. did. You, you oh. said it. Oh, that's right. I said yeah. cut him. Yeah, and you said, yeah, absolutely And I right. agreed with you. That's right. You, God, you're so oh, I good. Did. Like, I you did. just played a Jedi mind trick. You made me think you said it. No. It was genius at the time. Anyway, <laughs> that here's the, the, the last Padre one for you is Craig Kimbrell. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. 300 save. He's yeah. only 29 years old. Yeah. And I'm thinking he's the youngest in the history of baseball to get 300. Playing with a team like the Red Sox, they're going to keep piling them up. It's yeah. It's easy. This fucking guy could pass Trevor and Mariano, and he wore a Padre uniform, and we said, go fuck off after a year. Agler was really funny today. Uh, Jesse Agler, doing the game, uh, said just that same thing. He said he is currently on a better pace than both Mariano and Trevor. Yeah. And then he paused for a second. And he said, you know, if he continues this for another 10 years, 
And you go, God damn, he's got to <laughs> stay that course for 10 more years. Yes. You stay that for another 10 years, then, yeah, you got a legit shot at catching him. And, and I thought Agler made a great follow-up point when he said, it's a great tribute to Kimbrel, but it reminds you what we saw with Trevor and Mariano. Yeah, and you go, absolutely. yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Look, I, I mean, he pointed it out today. Uh, you got a Swahe in that deal. You got Logan Allen in that deal. You got Margo in that deal. And, and there was uh, a fourth guy that came in that. I mean, you go, shit, you did okay. Logan Allen's going to be up here pitching before you know it. And, and Margo and a Swahe. Yeah, I mean, if you got to flip a guy. Which was really one of the first. De- See, this is why Buster only hates the Padres. Go ahead, I hear this one because th- this is one move that did bother me. I loved it when they got him on Easter. Uh, yeah, was it? Yes, was it fifteen exactly. or fourteen, whatever? I loved it when they got. I think it was fifteen, 15. when they got him. And I remember going, "Oh my God, that was one of the biggest deals ever." I'm thinking, you just got the number one closer in baseball for the San Diego Padres. But you got four guys yeah. in that deal that came back. I understand, but which four is going to be a Hall of Famer? Uh, no. It, that, uh, look at the guys you named. Two of them are ready to get rid of right now. You know, right now, we can't be more disappointed in Swahe and Margot, right? I, yeah, I think they're, they're still going to ride Margot. I don't know. I think a Swahe's here until uh, until Urias he, gets he, here. Perella's playing second base now. I mean, they, he's, he's being benched. He's not playing well. So, Urias yeah. could be the guy, but he wasn't in that deal. I'm saying we look at Kimbrel. That guy's an all-star every year and could end up in Cooperstown. Yeah, but she didn't need him at that point. He it, was a luxury. We didn't, need, we didn't need Hosmer either. Uh, they feel a, like they need Hosmer need moving a, forward. You need to close games a lot more than you need a guy that, that basically is going to be responsible for four but wins. But had, when they got Kimbrough, Kimbrough had two years left on that deal? He might have had two years left on the deal. And closers usually didn't make more than $10 million a year. Like Jansen's getting yeah. like, like a lot but of money. Only but only got pissed because whatever. It felt like they were led to believe that there were trades coming at the deadline. And then they got their feelings hurt on baseball tonight. But he clearly made the better deal for the team waiting and sitting on Kimbrell than he would have gotten at the deadline. Okay, so then, why are you getting four guys? Well, that, my point is this. Again, explain Hosmer then. If it's the same damn thing, what's the point right now if it's not going to do anything? It's $20 million a year out the door. Uh, yeah, but you said when they looked at the market for next year, they said it makes more sense right now to get Hosmer today. And I feel like, yeah, I understand I mean, that. Well, and I can make the same argument back with Kimbrel. Is that at the time before Jansen signed his eighteen million dollar deal or whatever the hell he's making, which blew everybody, yeah, every close out of the water, or, or uh, uh, Hosmer's an everyday guy. And when you're winning fifty eight fucking games but a year, how much is, do you need a guy? Is, is he? He's according to Vegas, he's only worth four wins a year. But if you had Kimbrel right, right now, now they're Kim- going to have a worse record this year than they had last year. But if you kept Kimbrel, Kimbrel today is celebrating save number two hundred and eleven for <laughs> San Diego. Could be one hundred percent true. God dang, you're good at math. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's 100% uh, true. You're this right, is, absolutely right. Listen, this is a more important thing regarding the Padres. We need to save John Quintero from himself. John Quintero is a good man. Okay, I'm confused. Is John doing radio again for 97.3? John's, John's melting down on Facebook, and we're all watching it and doing nothing to stop it. Because John's been doing these Padre recaps, and it was bad enough when he's in front of the fireplace every night, like he's goddamn Dwight Eisenhower. And he's in the hoodie. <laughs> Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> that was funny. I've worked with you long enough. Where I'm like just waiting for the name. Who? Who? But then the other night, he shows up, and he's sitting in front of that fireplace, and he's got the old school 78 Padre jersey on like he's Butch fucking Metzger. 
Is that what his baseball cards? Butch fucking Metzger. Or do you just go by Butch? <laughs> and I go, does anybody not see this as a desperate cry for help from a 65-year-old man? For fuck's sake, you're that busy? You can't say, Coach, we love you and we're here for you? Take the Metzger jersey off. Coach, you have grandkids. They don't need to see Paw like this. <laughs> I go, what the? Well, the Padres did again tonight. Yeah, you got a fucking jersey on. You're a grown man. I'm supposed to sit there and listen to you tell me about Craig Stamen, you dick? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Put a golf shirt on. Put a shirt and tie on. Get your dignity back. My God. Holy shit. Yeah, John D'Aquisto. Let's <laughs> make me laugh. Right now, Stevie Woods is listening to this, driving to work tomorrow, and he's about to crash his car. <laughs> I mean, God damn it. We're watching a guy fall apart. And you, you selfish assholes can't even reach out and tell him you love him. Coach is like the most liked guy in San Diego. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You got to you want Randy to call him? What did Randy say? <laughs> I don't know what Randy would say. Randy's got his own problems. I'm just like, I'm looking at this the other night. I go, for Christ's sake, got a jersey on. And can you imagine his poor wife is like, oh, my God. Imagine if he was wearing baseball pants. We just couldn't see it. He's just wearing nothing. <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Every single person listening, imagine Coach Naked right now. Jesus Christ. Guy was a saint he's in, in a town. He's just in a jock. Start the camera. I'm ready. Wearing <laughs> a and bare ass on the chair. <laughs> he's on the red brick of the fireplace. And I'm just like, my God. We failed you, coach. We failed you. Those things were bad enough in that ugly goddamn sand hoodie. And we failed. We failed you as a city. We failed your grandkids, too. Papa, what the hell's wrong with you? Did you see that one the other night? I did see it. Yeah, it pops up. I give him a like every time. I encourage him. I, I, I'm not doing what you tell him to do. I encourage every single one. Well, what does he figure is next in that? Does he figure like Kelly Clarkson's going to... It's not American Idol. Here's does he figure... What's the purpose in doing that? Okay, here's the... When I see them, he posts them on Facebook. Is he posting them on another social media? Twitter. Oh, on Twitter. I was about to say, how the hell do you see him? Damn it, that's not good at all. I still say more people watch from beginning to end with Coach than even one person clicks on a Hacksaw's website. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That picture, that picture you put out of me and saw. Okay, let me explain. Yeah, to go people. ahead. I'll explain the whole thing back to you. Because everybody's like, why did you pose for that picture with Hacksaw? I go, I didn't. Dave's a dick. That photo was the first day of Extra from 07, and yeah. there's about 18 of us in the picture, and Dave cropped it down to that. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, sometimes I hate the saying that you, hey, sometimes you just have to tip your hat. Yes. All I could say yesterday was just fuck. <laughs> well, it's funny. It. I was going to send the entire picture out with everybody in it. It's like from management to Ello's everybody. in it. Hacks is in it. You're in it. Uh, Elston? In it. Elston's in it. Elston is in it. Yeah. Elston. <laughs> Mike? Costa's in it. Rosie? Of course. I think Rosie's in it. Yeah. Yeah, Rosie's, Rosie's yeah. there. Yeah, they're all there. They're all in this big giant picture. Everyone's smiling, wearing their jeans. And then <laughs> and then I was gonna send the entire picture out and all I was gonna put on the on Twitter was, Hey Dot Seth, how many cocksuckers are in this picture? <laughs> but then I, I said, oh, I can't go doing that. Jeff has a big meeting coming up. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> ah shit. Uh then uh the great line was you wrote the show that never was, yes. which killed me. I was dying. And then Darren wrote, if you listen closely, you can hear Jeff practicing his resignation speech. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, um, uh, I heard one other thing, too. And I mentioned Ello. The Gulls are not going to 97.3. The Gulls are staying, from what I was told, at 1090. 1090-1700, which makes the Elston story weird, and it bothers me. It just bothers yeah. me. Now, unless Craig stole that fucking scarf, <laughs> and he got fired for that, which I doubt, um, then they just fucking fired him. And and what bugs me about that is you're not you're not going to find anybody better. And and I've been pretty vocal here. That I didn't always, I wasn't always the biggest fan of the way Craig called the game because I found it to be a tough follow in the car. That being said, Craig earned the right to be coached in the sense that you say, driving around, Dave, uh, like two weeks ago, I had the guy from the, the Vegas Knights. I wanted to hear that game. Who, by the way, congratulations, they're going to the Western Conference Finals. The guy who calls the game in Vegas is really good. Because he paints a picture, you can follow it, the excitement goes up, and it stays. My problem with Craig was, Craig's style, was Craig lost his shit on the first goal, and you go, okay, where do you go from that yes. to a game-winning goal in overtime? You have nowhere else to go. But, in my opinion, Craig earned the opportunity to be coached, to say, look, Craig, we want these players to go to the NHL. That rule applies to our broadcaster as well. We would love you at one point to be an NHL announcer the same way that John Gibson, who started here, is an NHL goaltender, and Shea Theodore and others, yes. Nick Ritchie. But we don't believe you're going to make it in your current style. It's a little too rodeo for us. So let's just give you an idea of what we believe the NHL sound is, which is calm the fuck down. Tell the story. If there's an exciting moment, okay. But don't scream. Don't yeah. go enough with this auctioneer style. Call the game, Craig, because A, you are a really good guy. You are a fantastic employee. And when you called the game for Fox 5, you're really, really good. 
But they didn't do that. They fucked him. In my opinion, again, like I said, if he stole the fucking scarf, I, I mean, I don't know, right? <laughs> I don't think he stole the scarf. Okay. Well, I mean, yes. then, then you can't see why it makes sense. You say they won't get anybody better. I don't know what the market is for NHL. Uh, maybe they pull like a Dick Enberg deal where they say, Bob Miller, why don't you retire here in San Diego? And no then shit. All of a sudden, we got somebody a little better. Fuck off, Greg. Fuck off, Greg. <laughs> Bob's riding the bus to Stockton. Yeah, I mean, holy shit. Right? Who are you going to get? Togerson? He coming out of retirement? I didn't know he does hockey, but okay. S- Steve fucking quiz? I mean, what are we doing here? Okay? I got- Everybody's middle, nights and middle name tonight is fucking Steve fucking quiz. Um, That's what bothers me about it. Because if you go and you say to Craig, yeah, we want you to be an NHL-style announcer, you know what Craig would say? I guarantee you, having not even talked to him, okay. Cool. Craig was having fun. Craig was having fun being a lunatic on the air. Yeah, he, he was having right. fun. He absolutely love that organization. And I will also tell you this. I think a lot more people love Craig just the way he was than wanted him the way I described him. And that's fine, too. That's fine, too. Um, but, hey, one guy's out of a job and Jeff's away. The guys are still have jobs. Fuck off, Craig. <laughs> It reminds me of uh Wait a me of Pat Cooper with a with Pat Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Who's uh who's uh, who's Howard Stern's friend, the, the comic that passed away in the car accident? Uh Sam Kinison. Oh yeah. Yeah, remember Pat Cooper? And they said, What do you think of Sam Kinison? I'm glad he's dead, not me. Oh <laughs> Craig gets a job with Ontario Rain. Oh shit. Just goes right to the rival. That'd be great. That'd be great. They may be looking for a guy. Um, but I, I just think, Dave, ultimately, Craig earned that right. I agree with you. He, he would have said, okay. Absolutely. I'm not doing it. Bullshit. He, he couldn't have had. He understands. There's no ego involved with him. No. And, and what I've always loved about Elston, and I said this early on, is Elston is a dude that in this market has dirt under his nails. He grinded. He worked. He's smart. He's a good fucking guy. He is. And he deserved better than the way that organization treated him. Uh, you know, it's funny. Th- honestly, think of this question here. How many people do you know love their job the way Craig loved that job? Uh, I, I think, honestly, Any guy that's I fucking know, Lisa Ann. Yeah. <laughs> and getting paid for it. You know. <laughs> you know. That's it. Uh, or Jeannie yeah. Pepper. Jeannie that's Pepper. it. Honestly, that guy loved his job more than anybody I've ever met. Absolutely. Really disappointed for him that the goals made that decision. Absolutely. And and my feeling was that had they been, it's the only thing that made sense to me. If the goals were going to 97.3 and Ella was getting a gig, it's the nature of the business. And Craig would have said, I'm sure Craig still would have been heartbroken and disappointed, but at least he would have said, okay, I get it. It happens. I, I don't have enough skin in the game, a.k.a. Ted Leitner, that when the Padres move from KFMB to Kogo to 1090 to 94.9 and now 97.3, I'm going with them. When the Chargers moved from 690 to KFMB, Hacksaw thought he was coming with. All of us at KFMB were like, you're not fucking coming in here. <laughs> Okay, you know you're not walking the halls in your short shorts and your 
Marshall crop top. Bullshit. This guy over here, Teddy Lightweight. <laughs> Ted Lightner. Ted's calling the games now. The bike is Ted's. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. The bike Ted, is Ted's. And Ted took over, and off it went. <laughs> but then uh, when the games moved away from KFMB, um, they started with Dan Rowe and then Josh Lewin. Josh Lewin got kind of fucked. Because when the Chargers went to L.A., even yes. though Josh was calling Charger games on KLAC, because the nature of the business, Josh got left behind, and now Matt Money Smith is the play-by-play yeah, -play guy. That good. was the only thing that made sense to me. And I, at the end of the day, I feel bad for Craig. And, and I feel like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a season ticket holder. I don't, I don't. I mean, I go to a couple games a year. I like a lot of the guys in that organ. I don't know Matt Savant or, or any of those guys. I don't know the reason behind it. But if they're trying to tell me it's performance-based, that's insane. Yeah, he was – he he made an immediate connection, Craig did. Full credit to Craig between he and the hockey fans here. And I, and I believe – Shit, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say ninety nine out of a hundred because then I got to find the one guy. Those people that listened and loved the Gulls, the hardcores yeah. loved Elston, and I think the Gulls made a huge mistake, fucking over a really good dude. And and I know Dave, like I was, I was dicking around. I told you a couple of weeks ago we were calling him the Jack Brickhouse of the yeah. AHL. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why I can do that shit is because Elston and Johnny Gennaro are two such fucking good guys. You can break their balls. They're fucking great guys. They'll break our balls. But I but I genuinely like him and I respect him and I feel bad for him because I just think he got I think he got dicked over. And uh and the gulls will have a much different sound and not nearly as good a sound, in my opinion. Unless Bob Miller is coming out of retirement. <laughs> Unless they wake up Ron Oaks, here's the shot wide. The first Gull's voice I heard, Jesus Christ, he was 19 seconds behind every play. Really? Here's the pass, Denny Lambert shoots wide, now back behind the net. Well, by now the puck's <laughs> going the other way. <laughs> That's going to be played by Ron Dugay, Dugay, long the near boards. He's poke check off. <laughs> and the other, the other greatest hockey announcer of all time yeah. was Mike Allison. Mike Allison did a couple years at Kings yeah. Hockey with Nick Nixon. And the thing that I loved about Mike doing the game is Mike would often just lose his train of thought in the middle of doing the game and yeah. he would do the game with Nick Nixon and you know Nick uh here's Gretzky puck goes up into the stands and then it but he turned over to Mike Allison Nick what the Kings are doing here on offense is being very efficient what they need to do is bring the puck into <laughs> and he would just stop and there'd be like this 3 second pause and there'd just be nothing. Face off to the right of Kelly Rudy. Nick would just jump. Oh, fuck. Nick, the Kings have been very effective in the offensive zone. What they would like to do next is, oh. <laughs> 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 
So great. <laughs> you just trail <laughs> off. <laughs> well, if you stop saying next, you just learn how to end a fucking sentence. You'd probably be okay. Yeah. So I would call Julie Brownman all the time. <laughs> so funny. I'd call Julie and, Julie, what the Avalanche want to do on the offensive zone is they want Nathan Moon. <laughs> so anyways, uh, our support to our boy. Because Elston is our boy. Yeah. And, and it's, fuck, man. I mean, that's not, it's not easy living here in San Diego. And that's, uh, it's a good, I like that call in the Antero Rain, though. I wish he would go How up there. How great would that be? Be great. Good for you. him. Yeah, absolutely. Be, fa- be, be, be fantastic. Or, yes. If he could become the day afternoon DJ at Little Darlings in Spring Valley. <laughs> How about a little green appreciation for Coco? My third, my my guess is by Thursday, he'll be sitting right next to Coach in those Padre recaps, right on the right on that rusty chair, and just sitting there to going back and forth. Great. Why did he sit on Coach's knee? <laughs> what? <laughs> Can he do it sitting there? You know, it'd be nice if he sat on his lap like Santa, like he's asking, asking for Christmas gifts. Now that's a show. No. It'd be like the new little Tyler. <laughs> what, what the hell is that? What's that guy's name? The dummy's name? Willie. Willie. Craig's Willie. the. Did you just call Craig and tell me? God That's damn, he just got fired. Hold on. Willie, Tyler, and, and Lester. Lester. That's it. <laughs> they That's just it. wear matching yeah. bow ties. They do. Matching sweaters. Be fantastic. Now you're watching that shit. That's on YouTube and the YouTube rich. <laughs> Craig. Craig gives his recap on Coach Drinks Water. <laughs> That's it right there. You're a son of a bitch. Oh, my gosh. All right, I got a, I got a quick question for you before okay. we get on out. All right, well, before we get to the advertisers, I should say. Um, baseball Hall of Fame coming up yes. real soon with Trevor Hoffman. So here's the thing about the Hall of Fame. No guy's ever gone in on 100%. Yeah. Okay, Ken Griffey Jr. was close, didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So you have three guys coming up. I'm asking if any of the three, if all three, any of them get 100%. Oh, okay, I like it. In the okay. Hall of Fame. Oh, all right, Mariano's oh. going to be one. He wasn't one. Okay, hold on. Oh, really? He's not in my three. I'm just this is off the top of my head. It's Isn't not Mariano I, up I, on the ballot this yeah, year, though? He, he is, but I'm asking you right now. As Don't far as anxious. not guys who are on the ballot, I'm saying there are three guys going in the Hall of Fame very soon, and I'm going to ask you, do you think any of them get 100%? And I'll ask you Mariano since he threw it out there, but sure. here we go. We'll go Mariano, okay. Derek Jeter, mm. Ichiro, mm. Albert Pujols. Uh, Ichiro, no. Why? Because of what reason? Because eh, they probably are a bunch of racists. <laughs> I said the same thing to my son. Did you really? Yes, I God, did. This shows I get wreck. I get there are a bunch of guys who are racist. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to say this right now. If Lou Gehrig didn't get 100%, <laughs> no goddamn way a Chinese guy gets 100%. <laughs> I love the fact that you fucked up the countries. <laughs> that was a big drag in my Newport. I remember living in Tennessee. What? <laughs> ain't going to be in a yeah. goddamn... Why don't all you Japanese go back to Korea where you came yeah! from? Yeah! And you're sitting here looking, oh, what the fuck, fuck is going doing? on? <laughs> Look, you're real educated. You mean to tell me that Mickey couldn't get 100%, but I'm supposed to put the goddamn <laughs> Filipino kid in? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Next, you're going to want me to put a, give the goddamn... Mexican get 100 
you know what? It's only funny because we know part of this is true. It's it's ninety eight percent true. Oh my gosh! Oh uh, my gosh! All right. So, <laughs> no, you oh, pool holes. Didn't I just tell you? <laughs> <coughs> Did Mickey get a hundred percent? No. Another fucking Lithuania kid's gonna get a hundred. No, not not gonna happen on my first ballot. No, no, no. I'm not John fucking Maffey. Uh, pools, Jeter, which way are you going? Pool holds no. Even though it's funny, my brother and I were talking about him today. Like he's he's just he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. You know, three thousand hits, yes. six hundred and what home runs? Over six hundred home runs. Also, he still has more hits than he has strikeouts in his career, which is God, I love that. very rare. Here's the other thing about pools because a lot of people think I saw it might have been ESPN that did it, but. They did, uh, it was Baseball Network, give credit to where it's They did a okay. thing on Albert Pujols with Angels. Because a lot of people think his time with Angels has been a bust. Yeah. Albert Pujols actually has more home runs at the, starting at the same time when Bryce Harper came into the league than Bryce Harper does. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Albert Pujols averages 29 home runs and 98 runs knocked in every year with Angels. So why Those are, are the, pretty good numbers. Why are the Angels with Otani, and, uh, I mean Otani this year, but with Trout and, and Pujols, why are they kind of the the forgotten stepbrother? I think it's just that's what the Angels are because they play in a market like the Dodgers. Beautiful I don't, ballpark. I don't, I don't say it's like the Mets and the Yankees, but I think it's a lot probably just the same. Where there's there's the Yankees and then there's you know some, even though the Angels won a World Series closer to the time than the Dodgers. Angels yeah. won in two thousand two. Dodgers haven't won since eighty eight. But it, it is different. I'm, I'm not I'm one of the rare people that doesn't hate one team or the other in, in that whole deal. I would no. say. I, I always root for Southern California. This is where I've yeah. lived. I've lived all throughout. So I'm I'm an Angel fan. And Angels are my, by far my, my favorite American League team. They've done some really bad deals. Artie's really done have. some bad deals. Um, but but goddamn, yeah, going to Angel Stadium is really fun. Like uh, Dave and I spent a, a summer there on KLAA AM830. And I enjoyed that, Dave. I, yeah, I really did. They they treat us really fun, and we kind of got the kind of got a look inside the Angels organization, and uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, Pulholt is is awesome, man. That that's a guy. I I don't think. I mean, I I think he's. I don't know that we see a hundred percent on those guys. I think for them, my question is, how many of those guys get over ninety? I think How many all of them are, do. I, you know what? I think they all do. I think they all get over 90. You don't think like Ichiro gets over 90? I think he'll be close. Okay. I think Ichiro's close. Like, I, I think, um, like, to me, the guy closest out of all that is Jeter. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Jeter's the guy now. But here's the thing. The the way baseball's so jacked up and, and they get emotional had Jeter just walked away from the game, I like his chances. Yeah. How the way Jeter's handling the Marlins now, which couldn't be further from what he accomplished as a player, but I'm telling you, there will people that will hold that against him. It's it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. I go, the sooner this guy can get in the Hall of Fame, the better chance. I mean, is he, it he, is it sooner? But when's he up? When's, he's, he's been retired for I think three years. Okay, so he'll be two years. He's no, I up. actually go the opposite way with you, and I'll tell you why. I figure if they have the opportunity, because right now that scab is fresh with people. But if they have the opportunity, like uh, let's say he was Preller, okay? Yeah. Let's say let's say Jeter was Preller. And came here, right, and, and the camp and the Uptons and all that stuff. Kimbrough, like you talked about, Dave Shields. All that stuff blew up on him. 
and it was that time frame. Boy, people were really, really upset. But if you look at kind of right now, I mean, we talked about just who you see at Elsinore uh, as a Padre fan, Paddock, Denona, and, and the guys that you've seen last year. I think for the most part, Preller's pretty well liked here. I think for the most part, I think people look at him and go, well, whether his big league moves have worked out is debatable. However, he is the first guy, and, and my buddy Scott's been a fan of this team much longer than I have. We talked about, I, I just told you, he said the, the best guy he's ever seen. He's lived up there since 2002, diehard Padre fan. He goes, dude, the best guy I've ever seen come through here was David Newhan. That's crazy. That's and he crazy said, so. this is the guy who's now, uh, you know, cultivating fresh talent. Now, what everybody panicked on when I wrote on Twitter like a week ago, and then I just, the whole debate took off, I just checked out, is I said, unless this group of youngsters comes up and brings a championship, Preller's going to have a hard time shaking the Myers deal, in my opinion. However... Everybody just skipped over the part about the youngsters coming up. Well, Lauer's already making a contribution. You got to feel good about Ona and Tatis, or uh, uh, Tatis and Urias are going to come up, right? I mean, so if you looked at part B of the original tweet, yeah, part B has, you all feel pretty good about it. You feel good about Lauer, Lucchese, right? Um, to, that's it. So the... And if, if Tatis comes up and plays at a level that people expect him to play, then that can wash out the Trey Turner deal. No, I understand that completely. He no, but he, I'm saying yeah. everybody just freaked out. And thought, yeah. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. If, if he comes up and, and now you're good. And now all of a sudden you, you've got waves of, of young kids coming up and whether it's Gore or Buddy Reeds or anybody else. Shit, we've never had it as a fan base. Um, But it's exciting. But. But if had Jeter done that, if Jeter does that with the Marlins in a couple of years, Dave, and they have waves of guys coming up and they're excited about it, now will they flip them all off like Jeffrey Loria did? I don't know. Well, we'll see. Well, I mean, that's the deal. He has to turn it around. It can't just be, hey, the owners are going to make money this year. Nobody wants to hear that when you just got rid of every, I thought he came off awful he came on off that awful. Gumbel interview. I, awful. I Arrogant and ignorant. And here's the deal. It's your first year on the job. Yeah. You're starting brand new. You aren't the shortstop of the Yankees anymore. You're the guy that just gutted a team with a brand new stadium Boy. that the taxpayers paid for. And then you're going to sit there and pull the move. We're, we're all going to make money. The owners yeah. are all going to make money this year. But in a few years, if there's still one of these teams like the Reds and you, you just sitting there, you're tanking. Yeah. It, it's going to be bad for him. I mean, it, it will. Unfortunately, it doesn't affect what his playing career was, but it will be bad for a lot of people that say you are not good for baseball. I thought on that HBO interview that he did, I've always liked Jeter and respected him. There was, we talked about it when this show started in 98. I remember you and I were down in the in the bottom level of uh, Qualcomm. Yeah. And if you remember this, that team bus showed up. You and I were down there. And man... You watched Paul O'Neill and Tino and Posada and Jeter and Bernie Williams and these guys come in, and there was such a presence about them where you were like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I loved that 98 Padre team. But that Yankee team, you're like, God damn, this, it felt like this Funny, has, out of all the guys you mentioned, Scott Brocious is the one that was MVP of the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. But I had to feel like, David, it just, I felt like I, I had never seen the yeah. Red Army Russian hockey team. Yeah. 
But the suits and no dicking around with this team. They were like, we are here, and they were a machine. And I've always had so much respect for those teams, even though they broke my heart. But I just thought, like, Jeter, I was like, God damn, dude, you've been such a legend for people that didn't even like the Yankees that respected you. Yeah. He really came off bad. He did. He absolutely did. He came off it horribly. Um, can I tell you quick? Yeah. Uh, my I went to uh, the game with my buddy Scott King. Scott King has been a guy that we've told stories about, yelled at uh, Dave Martinez. He was the guy that was on Family Feud uh, for Chic. Yes. That was his brother, Jeff. He said to me, he goes, you know, I listen to that podcast. I like a lot of the stories you tell. But he said, I've got a story that's going to blow yours away. So well, that's a pretty bold statement. Let me hear it. <laughs> I think he did. I think he does. I think he has got the greatest story ever. Really? When he was 12 years old, uh, a buddy of his in Encinitas was um, some side action for Donald Sterling. Okay. So Scott told me today that he would tell his parents, the great Jack and Eva King, hey, I'm going to this guy's house. We're going to study tonight. And then I'm going to spend the night and uh, his mom's going to take us to school tomorrow. And they would say, okay, that sounds fine. So he would ride his bike as a 12-year-old kid from the coast over to El Camino Real into Village Park in Encinitas. And Scott and his buddy and his buddy's sister would sit there and a Lincoln Town Car would show up to pick him up. 12 years old. Wow. Lincoln Town Car would take them to the sports arena, drive them down the ramp by Tony Security, and these guys would have complete run of the sports arena when because his buddy's mom was dating Sterling. So he said, we could go anywhere we want. We had a, like a card, like a business card signed by yeah. Donald Sterling, got us food, locker rooms, anywhere we wanted to go. He goes, 12-year-old kids, we couldn't be wow. more hyper running the building, running around. And he said, uh, Jerome Whitehead was great. Tom Chambers, complete dick. <laughs> so I go, okay, well, so far I'm listening. And I go, I'm enjoying this story. I don't know that it blows the story about... Uh, Club Unicornio yes, out of the water. That was a good one. And all of a sudden he goes, but here's the good part. And I go, well, let me hear it. He said, Sterling takes us to TJI Fridays one night. My buddy Scott, 12 years old, Encinitas tough, reading the menu. Donald Sterling tells him, kid, put that menu down. I got you covered. <laughs> and Scott goes, okay. And he goes, we're getting potato skins. You ever had those? <laughs> Scott goes. <laughs> Scott goes. <laughs> Just the way you said it. That's what I'm going to say it the rest of my life if I'm ever in a restaurant. Hang on. It gets great. This Go fucking ahead. story is so great. You ever have those? So Scott's 12, right? I mean, it's a while ago. Yes. He goes, you like potatoes? Scott goes, yeah. You like cheese? Yeah. You like bacon? Yeah. He goes, they're all together. He said Sterling told him. <laughs> Sterling told him. Buckle in. Buckle in. Buckle in all together. <laughs> You're 12 years old. And Scott's like, I'm 48 pounds. <laughs> all right, Mr. Sterling. So he goes, God damn, next thing you know, here comes this plate of like 12 potato skins. <laughs> Nobody else is eating them. It's him as a 12-year-old yeah. kid and Donald Sterling. 
And he goes up. There's like six of them. At the, I go, is it just you and him? He goes, no, there's like six of us at the table. And he goes, Scott goes to take a bite. Put the sour cream on there. You need that sour cream. <laughs> and he said, Sterling's all fired up. He tells him what I tell you. Scott goes, they're, they're good. You're damn right they're good. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to give you credit. Donald Sterling telling 12-year-old Scott yeah. King to buckle in after describing TGI Friday's potato skins. I go, that's a pretty goddamn good story. <laughs> I like the unicorn out. I did. When he told your buddy to go wash his face. Yeah. It burns. It burns. Go wash your face. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ah. I yelled it in pure glee. Oh, my gosh. Um. All right. And then... uh. So we've told you everything else. We need to save Coach Quintera. Um, We support Craig Elston, and we're going to start the petition drive to make him the voice of the Ontario Reign. I exactly. love that idea. That? That's yeah. a great idea, Dave. See that? For a guy that doesn't know Jack Pilly squat shit about hockey, you rallied right there, cowboy. <laughs> um, and then we're going to shoot for the weekend of uh, sometime along that week of August 1st to um, – to make the live event happen with uh, with Lee Ann. And and so yeah. Um, others have donated cool things. Yeah. If you if you have anything, um, let us know and we will uh, we'll make it part of that night. No, it'd be absolutely fantastic. Hey, speaking of people have already started making it part of that night. We told you Daniel Tyre Tyler from Superior Fence Company came by today said on a, on a weekend drove all the way down just left the money to my mat and said hey i got something for you guys and very appreciative we can't be happier to have superior fence company as part of the show again they started back in 2005 13 years in the business daniel's company does it all yep. it's that simple you talk about anything about a fence about a gate you want to talk about things that make your house look better which we talk about all the time you got to call daniel you got to sit there and make sure that he's your guy to use very confident in his work and the reason is they have an a plus rating with the bbb started again back in 2005 here's the phone number 760-745-4846 760-745-4846 but i tell you what the next uh, guy that needs to call SD Superior Fence is my brother. My brother yeah. lives up in uh, Escondido, right up from the 78. I go see him today. We're bullshitting around. He's got a new dog, eating beautiful dog. And we're in the backyard just throwing the ball around, which uh, I didn't realize Eden's a little slow, so I throw the tennis ball, dings Eden right in the eye. Oh, my God. Great dude. guy. My, dog's ha- uh, my brother's had this dog for two weeks. I just drill a tennis ball right in the dog's eye. Great guy. Oh, my God. Was the dog okay? Yeah, dog's fine. But not me, but passed out right there. I love this dog. Just a, a retired uh, guide dog. Son of but, a bitch. You well, try I to know. blind a guide dog? I tried to blind. Shit. Motherfucker. I know, right? But so I'm sitting out there feeling horrible about my new friend, Eden, who forgave me. Now it looks like Petey from the God, Rascals no shit. as a black guy. My brother tells me a story. He goes, yeah, you know, it's crazy. We're out here, me and Eden throwing the ball last week. He goes, you know, it was right over there in the corner. I go, what? He said, a big fight between a rattlesnake and a squirrel. Wow. And I said, you got rattlesnakes over here? He goes, ah, shit. Yeah, we get them. I'm like, God damn, call Daniel. <laughs> I would have that whole place. Yeah. Snakes. Scare the shit out of me. Yeah, you don't want a snake around. Do you guys get snakes down here? We, we, well, I got so many fucking rabbits in my front yard. I'll probably end up with eight million of them this summer. 
shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've not had a snake problem, but there are snakes. You walk the trails, and he's like, they have signs so, all the time, say, watch out for rattlesnakes. Yeah, so my brother tells, oh, this is why I hate my brother. My brother tells me a story about this squirrel, this crazy-ass squirrel that he had that gets in this big dust up right by his ratty old chain link fence. I'm like, dude, you got to call yeah. SD Superior Fence. We're going to go vinyl. We're going to do whatever you want. We're going to close it off. Everything is going to be great. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, the wild thing is the the squirrel and the rattlesnake are rolling around fighting. And he said, all of a sudden, squirrel kind of goes up in the trees sitting there. And he goes, God damn, the snake kind of gets his act together, starts jumping off. He goes, the squirrel goes super fly snooker out of the tree, jumped down and bit the back of the neck of the rattlesnake. Wow. And he said his, his neighbor found um, the rattlesnake just the body the squirrel had killed it look at that so now my brother thinks he's goddamn steve Irwin. well why don't your brother fucking tape with this phone and put it on youtube i would have watched that shit well okay that's what i was gonna get to <laughs> so my brother goes uh who's your brother again? he thinks he's steve Irwin. so he tells me he goes one of my least favorite people yeah well listen not your brother no steve Irwin. no my brother's one of my least favorite people <laughs> So he goes, yeah, he goes, I didn't realize, this is what my brother tells me. He goes, I didn't realize, this is like the first time I heard this story was like a week ago. And he goes, yeah, I didn't realize apparently squirrels are not affected by rattlesnakes. So they could sit there and fight with them and they take them out. So I go, God damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a little bit of interesting science history right there. So what do I do? I go to YouTube. I'm like, well, shit, I yeah. want to see squirrels yeah. taking out rattlesnakes. Guess what there are? 10,000 videos of rattlesnakes swallowing squirrels. Yeah, exactly. I go, I didn't want to see that. Squirrels are cool. Like, all you see is his left leg out in the back. You're like, fuck. That is, fucking... is that true about squirrels? No, that before. clearly not. Your brother just made all that shit up. Yeah, made it all up. I'm like, it's not true. He <laughs> just ate 15 squirrels that I didn't want to see. You dick. Squirrels are cool, dude. They're like... Yeah. Anyways, the point being on all this is yes. that I told him. <laughs> as long as I live ever. Yeah. Uh, his dog, Eden, it's bad enough I'm drilling her with a tennis ball in the head. She doesn't need to be out there fucking around with rattlesnakes. Yes, exactly. Let's get Daniel out here. Get that fence. And get that SD Superior fence out here. Stop wall. sending me to YouTube. Sending me seeing poor squirrels. May they rest in peace. Here's the website. It's easy. San Diego Superior Fence.com. San Diego Superior Fence.com. Or on Twitter, SD Superior Fence. Again, thank them very much much for their very nice donation today. Already to tonight. Got it for the for the charities that we're doing. Two hundred and fifty bucks in. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Daniel. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools. Another champion. 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Don't wait until the kids are out of school for summer break. Remember, you got to remodel your pool right now. It's already hot. You guys wish you had a pool. TaylorMade Pools is the way to go. They can help you with everything related to your remodel, old pool upgrade tile, you name it. Jeff and I talked about all the work they do yeah. outside of the pools as well. Don't forget the saltwater technology that's available, waterfalls, grotto slides. Turn your backyard into a staycation resort. Again, Alan's number, 619-449-4452. Every year, we have the uh, pool volleyball tournament at our friend Dale's house right down the street. One of the embarrassing things about that is that Dale's got a big Yosemite Sam on the bottom of his pool. And you look at that, and you go, Dale, what are we doing here, okay? That's 1973. And then on the steps, as you look at the three steps coming down, it says, free mustache rides. And it really takes away some of the energy 
of the pool volleyball tournament. And so I would like uh, Alan and the good people at TaylorMade Pools to give Dale a call and make that pool a little bit more professional, a little bit more shit. Dale's pool is about 1973 over there, right? You keep waiting for Jerry Reed to show up in the corner and uh, tell you about memories of working on Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, I, I like Every it. Every time we talk to Dale, he always asks you, how much do you bench when you're by the pool? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you mentioned Grotto. He thinks you're selling him clam chowder. Yeah, fuck. Get it together. All right? Get it together, baby. We got our guy right here, Taylor Made Pools, and another guy. Uh, no joke. Alan Taylor, again, said, I got you as we raise money for these amazing organizations. Taylor Made Pools didn't even hesitate. 300 yeah. bucks in. That's why we are so proud to have him as part of the team. I, I said it. I was at my brother's house today. I'm looking in the backyard. I go, shit, man. Alan could do something really yes. cool back here. He's got that. My brother's got a backyard. It's really nice. And he was, uh, he was saying, you know, grass is dying back here. It gets hot up there. Yeah. I'm like, shit, man. This is the place. This is, what this is the place. Pull. Call Alan. You're going to come down. You're going to get those 3D graphics. You're going to see the whole thing right there. But shit, stop telling me things that are wrong. Uh, it's, it's amazing how many, how much he's the older brother. Yeah. It's really sad how much good information I give him and how much horseshit information he gives me. <laughs> he lies to you. He's a goddamn liar. <laughs> Tells you squirrels could take up rattlesnakes. And then I looked it up. What am I believing him for? The guy eats turkey sandwiches at a strip club in Palm Desert on Thanksgiving. He has no credibility. None. It's going to be his obituary in the paper. Yeah. The guy eats turkey sandwiches. Do you want some of this? It's good. You want me to get you? you want a little bit of potato salad? No. We've hit rock bottom. We're 22 and 26, and we've hit rock bottom. <laughs> rock bottom on, on Thanksgiving night. That should be one of those NBC Thanksgiving yeah. movies. Hallmark Channel. Dateline. Dateline. <laughs> Keith Morrison. The Dotseth brothers were bored and went out for a night. Turkey sandwiches were on the menu. <laughs> For the dumb one. <laughs> For the dumb one. All right, the first guy to step up, and oh, of course, man. doing a great job with us always. We're very proud of this friendship, just like we are with all the sponsors. But Brian Curry, he's the best. I mean, talking yeah. about just not even what, what, how good he is at his job is selling real estate for more than 20 years, but as a human being, just absolutely the, the best. To step up and get things going and everybody follows has gotten everybody involved. I think Brian's really been the glue of, of the all the advertisers uh, coming together, welcome each other yep. in. They're all family with each other. Just like we try and do this show, where we're family to each other. Certified negotiation specialist, member of the council for the residential specialists all over San Diego County. You name it, Brian Curry is your guy. He works at a Scripps Ranch, but he's a, he will go wherever to make sure that you are happy with your purchase. Get out of the situation and get into a better situation, and that's what we all want. We want a better situation. Brian Curry Real Estate dot com six one nine. 251-1588-619-251-1588. On Twitter at I Sell San Diego. And uh, my friend Aaron made a great point a couple of weeks ago when he said, if you like this show, they really are the stars of the show, as I said on, on Twitter today. And if you can follow Alan with TaylorMade Pool, and if you can follow SD Superior Fence, and if you can follow Brian at I Sell San Diego, like what they're saying. Like, I, I loved what Brian put out, talking about there's new terms to know as, as, yes. as a homeowner. Like what they say. Retweet it. Um, do those kind of things to say, man, you don't have to pay for anything for the show. But if you can do that and support the guys that support us, and, and Dave, you mentioned it. 
I mean, uh, uh, we're telling jokes, and, and but Alan Taylor is going to make an incredible-looking pool. And don't forget the $1,000 discount if you mention the Dave and Jeff yes. show. It's fantastic. Uh, the guys at SD Superior Fence, I mean, I'm joking, but there are people, believe me, if you are in Escondido or any of these warm weather areas, Lakeside or Santee, and snakes are an issue, yeah. man, talk to those guys and find out. And and I was thinking about BC today. I was thinking of Brian. I was like, man, all the things that I have on my list, I'm like, hey, Brian, make sure I'm not in a goddamn rattlesnake zone. <laughs> Because I'll lose my brain. But, um, you know, man, when you when you say we want to do something for the community and we are sitting here hanging out in Dave's garage and just kind of thinking this event out and, and putting it together, and all of you have been wonderful, but when the guy, the guy who has been on board the longest says, boys, I'm in. And not only am I in, here's my check, and yep. I'm challenging everybody else to be a part of it. You go, and, and I, I started this by saying I met with Intercom on Friday. I will meet with them again on the 15th. As much as it is about me and Dave and you, the audience, because believe me, it is about you, the audience, it is also about Brian Curry and Alan Taylor and SD Superior yep. Fence because we we really go out of our way to try to treat those guys well. I think Dave would agree. I feel like we don't treat them nearly as good as they deserve, <laughs> but we're just not smart enough to to maximize it. But when those guys say we're in, God damn, and that's why I said they intercom. Yeah. I said, we don't have, because they said, who do you have sponsors? I said, we don't have sponsors. We have partners. We have partners in an audience, and we have partners, business partners, and we couldn't be more thrilled, but we're looking out for them. I can't wait. Somebody said to me, uh, our pal Woody was here tonight. Yeah. And uh, kind of tightened up Dave's man cave out here. <laughs> and Woody said, uh, hey, man, won't be long, huh? I said, yeah, won't be long at all. We'll, we'll be going and just telling everybody I know, one of the easiest parts of this is knowing my friend Brian Curry is going to help me find the right place for me and yep. for my son's. And uh, I just couldn't be more thrilled not only to have him sponsor the show, but that he's our friend. And if you are moving away, I just had friends move away. If you're moving away, if you're coming in, military relocation, God damn, man, Brian Curry's the best. And Absolutely. We just, we, he's just family to us. We're, we're very, very thankful. I want to thank Blake and Travis as well. With oh, Hassel yeah. Plumbing. Blake and Travis, we say this all the time. Jeff has mentioned it because he thinks about it a lot. The new house is coming, and, of course, the next phone call he makes, it's a happy plumbing. Blake and Travis will do a great job for you. Again, it's a 24-hour service, seven days a week. Happy Plumbing understands emergencies. They're never ideal. They can <laughs> help you out. Upfront flat rate pricing, no travel charges, courteous, uniform professionals, licensed and insured. Look, Happy Plumbing, Blake and Travis are fantastic guys, yep. just like everybody else. There's no reason to call anyone else. You're going to need that number. I tell you all the time to keep it in your wallet, keep it in your phone, 619-433-4943. So I told you I uh, was watching Deadliest Catch with my son the other day. Yeah. These guys are out on the boat. They're out in the Bering Sea. And all of a sudden, like the fuel pipe, yeah, kind of breaks, and there's just like gas just flowing over the side. And the first thing I, I thought of was like, Blake and Travis fix that? 
that happy plumbing issue. And then it's not that I was so much worried about Sig Hansen and the Northwestern. I was worried about, could that happen in my house? Blake. <laughs> like, I should just start calling Blake when, when my son Caden and I are watching Deadliest Catch. Put that on. See that in the Northwestern? They're out at the Bering Sea. Is there any chance I'm going to have water? I know I won't have uh, diesel fuel, I hope. Flying into my living room. But it's like, man, all of a sudden, I've been thinking about those guys yep. a lot because you you have so <laughs> the plumbing can ruin your day. A plumbing issue can ruin your day, your week, your month, your year, unless you have somebody that you can rely on that's immediately going to come in and take care of the problem. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the uniform professionals part, I like that. Just old school, right? Well, also, you want people feeling safe to come into your house, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, especially if, if it's your wife, if it's your girlfriend, right? You sit there and you go, your kids. Hey, look, who am I going to let know my house? You want to make yeah. sure that everything's everything's great, and, th- and that, of course, is they'll do a fantastic job for you. Um, I am thrilled that as we plan for the event, these guys are all going to be there. Yes, they're all going to be there. Um, and uh, and Blake and and Travis will be there, and and just. Please, man, for for all you guys that'll be there, um, thank them and, and like we said, support them. I get that madman on uh, on Twitter, uh, we'll get him. Just yes. get Happy Plumbing on Twitter. We'll do it and get him squared away. But but those guys uh, have really really been great. And uh, but yeah, I'm watching that the other day. I'm watching that fuel come over the side, I'm like, God damn it, God, that's another thing I gotta have Blake do on the on the on the checklist. Blake, check that fuel line, baby. Baby, it's baby. No, there's no diesel in your house, Jeff. There's no diesel. Come- Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know how you claim it can happen to Sig, but it's not gonna happen to me. Well, you have no diesel fuel. In your house, so that's probably, and they're a boat that runs on diesel fuel. That's probably how it happened. A um, couple of things uh, in regards to the event, and then we will cut out of here because it's getting late. We've been going for a while. Um, we're trying to figure out how many people. So I'll ask you right now. I, I think our goal right now is, I think our goal is ten grand. That'd be fantastic. That'd be great. If we could give $2,000 to each charity, that'd yeah. be great. Um, but one of the reasons why we're going to let it build for a little bit is because maybe we can eclipse that. But if we end up at 10, yeah. uh, I, I think uh, I would be thrilled. You know what? People always rally. One thing about San Diego, right? those people always rally. So um, it's going to be a ticketed event. That's the deal. It's going to be a ticketed event. And... Um, I kind of was thinking tonight, Dave, that if we put tickets, tickets are not available yet because we, we, we kind of have the idea that it will run somewhere between August 1st, which is a Wednesday night, uh, either I would think either August 1st, the Wednesday night, which would be the 20th anniversary or August 4th, which would be this Saturday. And maybe this Saturday makes more sense. Um, but if we put tickets at 50 bucks, which I think is fair um, because then, you know, you're basically giving $10 to each of the charities and you could do two tickets for a hundred bucks. And I, I think that would be pretty great. So I would, I would kind of think that's about the window we're looking at. And um, 
And then, uh, you know, maybe we cut it off at, uh, I don't know. We got to figure out what the room is. We'll see what it's at. You think, we already know anybody that smells like lavender is not getting in. You've made that clear. God damn. You come down, like, and uh, here's the other thing. Yes. And you're going to like this, too, because if you smell like lavender, <laughs> if you have a nervous laugh for no reason to have a nervous laugh, you're gone. Get out of here. <laughs> and if you have a, a unnaturally clammy handshake, we're going to ask you to leave, too. Because I don't know what that is on your hand that made it feel clammy. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Um, but that's kind of I, okay. I would just I would just say that's it right now. So so the details that we know uh, are that um, we've started. The funds have come in um, for Chris. That's out of state, and you want to participate. We love that. But just really because as Dave and I are in here tonight. Um, the bookkeeping angle is going to be a challenge. Um, just make a donation yeah. in your local neighborhood and, and let us know you did it. We'd be thrilled. It doesn't matter how much you donate. They'll all take it. But um, but I would say we're looking at either August 1st or August 4th um, to do the event. I would also say this, and I think you would probably agree. I, I don't think we're doing a live podcast that night. No, I don't want to do a live podcast that night. I no. want to talk to the people that are willing to support the charity. Yeah, we're going to hang out. Thanks. Okay, good. Because I agree with you completely. Um, because people are like, ah, oh, live podcast. Man, that's a pain in the ass for us. Now we got to drag equipment down. we got to load it up, everything else. No, we're not doing that. Um, but Tad Ryan listens to this and reached out to us a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I've got a really fun 80s cover band. Uh, we would love you guys to be there. That would be really, really fun. Um and and I think what we'll do is um, we asked Josh tonight for a uh, to work on either Jalen Hurts or Nick Saban football, which would be great. He's going to try to do that. I would just say this, and David, it brings back memories of of what we did in '98. Yeah. If you guys have kind of a cool, unique piece of sports memorabilia, could be anything. You go, hey, I got signed. Wally Joyner photo. It doesn't matter. If you want to bring it down and and we can make it, I mean, we'd kind of like to tag everything and inventory everything to, to know what we have. But if we could make it part of that night, you guys are cool with that, um, and it makes a few bucks for the charity, hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Um, our email, my email is jp.seth at yahoo.com. Dave's davepalais at yahoo.com. The, the thing that I emphasized to Intercom the other day was this podcast has eclipsed over a million downloads yeah. in a little over a year based on, we don't advertise. You don't see an advertisement in the Union Tribune. You don't see advertisements on Channel 8. It's grassroots. And it's grassroots because of the people that are kind enough to listen to this show, that talk about it to their friends, that interact with us on social media. That's absolutely how it works. And if we have a goal... To raise $10,000 as a show with your help, we will ask for your help. And not only a financial donation, if you can do that, great. But it's going to be a grassroots thing again. And it, it could be anything. It could be 24. Maybe you have a, a business, a, a bakery, a bar where you go, hey, man, I'll throw you a $25 gift card. I'll throw you a $50. I'll throw you a lunch for four. It's, yeah. it's how we did it. It's the great thing, as Dave said a few minutes ago, which is when San Diego needs to rally, we rally. 
Well, we're fortunate. Um, we've done that in the past because of brush fires or anything else. And, and uh, It's always surprising to me. Always. Yeah. God forbid we don't have any kind of those events. This is just to say thank you to Bob McElroy at the Alpha Project. Thank you to, to the people at Rancho Coastal Humane Society for what they do. Thank you to the people that stand up for cancer for what they do. Uh, thank you at the people that take those phone calls for suicide awareness and help so many people. And, and piggybacking off of what Brady Phelps fought. Yeah. Uh, what Brady Phelps found um, for, for clean water. What I would like, and, and we haven't talked to him about it, uh, shit, man, let's bring Brady out and have a, have a pancake stand, right? Wow. Now, I don't know how long that takes him to do those things, so it's not fair to just throw it out on Brady, but, but if he goes, dude, it takes me two minutes, and you want to do that shit? I loved what he was doing, but yeah. even if he can't make it, we found this organization because of Brady Phelps. Yeah, we did. It was great. Who, in a, in a, with lob shots, same type thing, grassroots, raised a shitload of money for CharityWater.org, and I loved it. And if it wasn't for Brady, I wouldn't have known about it. So thanks to Brady. But if you go, hey, man, I've got this or that or whatever, that's why we want to do it in August so we can raise as much money for five really cool organizations uh, on behalf of this show, behalf of the sponsors, but more importantly, behalf of this audience who we couldn't be more proud to have. Absolutely. We'll be back uh, tomorrow night. We're doing a show on Monday. What? Night, right? Monday, you ready to come back? Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> Shh, Spanky LaValle coming? Yeah, I'll be here.